0: Do we wanna get started or Yeah yeah we can we can Probably get started. Probably wouldn't be
1: a bad idea.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, give me a few seconds of silence <laughs> and then. Uh... Hello and welcome to the official CSR podcast. Keep sounding. I am joined by Brad Smith. Brad, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am just pleasant. How are you?
0: Just pleasant myself. A lot of just pleasant going on here. Uh John, John DeLong, how are you doing tonight?
2: I don't think you guys use that word, right? But I'm
0: doing well. So are you just pleasant or not pleasant? That's what I want no, to know. No, I'm
2: not pleasant. You're not no, I'm, pleasant I'm well. Again. I'm well.
0: Uh, I feel like you're being argumentative, and quite frankly, it's it's triggering me. Yeah. So, it's don't tell me how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you how to grammar. I don't want to know how to grammar. This is America, 2018. I don't have to grammar. That's true. So the Panthers just played a football game on Sunday. And boy, that was allegedly fun. Allegedly, they played a football game.
2: Um, my, my parents, uh, after the game, real quick to say how fun it was, they're like, well, that was a fun game. I'm like, yeah, it was not very fun until we won. Like, uh, the result <laughs> was what made it fun. Like, the, the, if Graham and O doesn't make that kick, that is the worst game we're going to play all season, like in terms of enjoyment factor.
1: Yeah. And what makes it so bad is literally everyone who roots for the Panthers saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. Like we talked about that all week leading up to it. You know, the Giants are terrible. We're good. So that means that Eli is going to roast us on Sunday. <laughs> and I even tweeted it out when, when we didn't do something in the l- later in the game, I said, you know, we're going to lose 31 to 30, aren't we? And <laughs> 99% of the time, that's what would have happened if not for Graham Gano.
0: Were it not for that kick with one second left, it would have been exactly that score.
2: Um Did you guys did you guys ever see the the lost play that happened after that field goal? Because we had to kick it off.
1: No. Did you I don't that? think there was a play. There was. I don't, they
2: they let me pull up the play by play. They we kicked it off to the Giants. Um Oh.
1: They and, they cut on my T V, they cut away and went straight to yeah, Vikings, Eagles, I believe it was. Yeah, I didn't
2: know until till Monday that. Uh, oh, they threw the
1: ball ran. out of bounds.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham ran it back. Uh, like he caught it at the back of the end zone. He ran it and lateraled it, and they it a couple times, and they ended up losing it out of bounds.
0: Wow! Oh, that's so. And, like
2: they got to like the forty yard line. Like they, they.
0: Yeah, they lost like,
1: it out one of won.
2: bounds
0: at forty-one
1: would have been hilarious if they would have returned it for a <laughs> touchdown and won.
2: I'm like watching red zone all feeling all happy cuz the Panthers won and like guys you will not believe what happened Carolina like wait what <laughs> oh wait what <laughs> he already he already showed the field goal like what what else would have happened um, so but yeah I got a little fun fact because people I just, I just I it's just crazy that it, like a play was ran in a in a game I watched the entirety of and I didn't know about it till the next day
0: So to give anybody listening who may not have caught the game, the game started with uh, two punts, then the Giants kicked a field goal, then the Panthers had a five-play, 75-yard drive, capped off by a Curtis Samuel 25-yard pass from Cam Newton where he broke like 15 tackles or something like that, and maybe exaggerating a little bit. Um, Then the Giants turned it over on downs, Panthers punted on the next drive, but. Odell Beckham pulled an Odell Beckham and made a bad play and uh, turned into That's a, what he's known for. a touchdown for your boy, the ace that runs the place, Colin Jones. Tons of field goals followed along with the touchdown from the Giants, and it seemed like the Panthers were in the driver's seat until the Giants pulled back and managed to get a 31-30 to lead after a touchdown by Saquon Barkley with a little bit over a minute left in the fourth quarter, and then the Panthers drove the ball down the field, almost squandered their field goal opportunity, but Graham Gano nailed a NFL record game-tying or game-winning field goal, I should say, 63 yards. If you you missed it, you should go watch that because it was great. And
1: He actually tied the record for longest game-winning field goal.
0: He tied it, yes.
1: Yes, I believe I the very matched. first ever 63-yard field goal by Dempsey. That cheater, I think it was Tom, Tom Dempsey, Dempsey yeah, the, cheater. the cheater with only half of a foot. Yeah. That was a game-winning field goal as well.
0: Yeah, believe I said matched, but anyway. Um, so yeah, ugly game. Panthers did win though. So let's start out with the offense. Obviously, you know, special teams played pretty well. They got a touchdown. They ended up winning the game. Graham Gano kicked one, two, three, four. four field goals, which is good. So special teams did well, but offensively speaking, um, what would be your biggest takeaway? I'll start with you, John.
2: Um, I want to see DJ Moore, Moore. Um, he had Patty the eighteen-yard in and around where Cam. Yeah, I did say it. Cam had that nice block, and DJ Moore is just. Just way too hard to tackle, way harder to tackle than he should be for his size. It's fun to watch. And he seemed He's to, almost, I don't know, he looked, he looked like a wide receiver a couple times on Sunday, you know, like, running routes and not just only, not only catching bubble screens like he did the first couple weeks. I think we should, I think we should try it of, more.
0: He kind of reminds me of Steve Smith, like, later in his career. Like, not out of his mm-hmm. prime, but like, in his prime, running with the ball and he's a rookie. Yeah. So that that's cool. I yeah, do he's... enjoy watching him with the ball. I
2: want to want to see more of that. Um the other thing I want to talk about is how just god awful our play calling or in our general approach to the game was offensively. Um I think I think we had 22 first downs we ran with the lead. Like first down plays around with the lead, we ran on 16 of them. Um that's bad.
1: Like, That's what you do, and I, I
2: talked about it. It's not what you is what you do, but it's not what you should do. And I wrote about it in the the Tuesday Turtle Spotlight, um, so you can read read that if you haven't already. It's good stuff. But like in the fourth quarter, it was like screen, run, 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 screen, run, run, run for our first down plays, and it's just like, you know, Cam Newton's pretty good. Maybe we should let the best player on our offense dictate what we do on offense, and not. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but the Giants are bottling up the run, and maybe we should let Cam be Cam when we need it and not only when it's like the only option we have. Like, he's his two carries. Yeah, and, and another thing is it's
1: okay. I'll say another thing we were playing against our former offensive coordinator who knows exactly what we do when we mm-hmm. have a lead in the fourth quarter. So, we probably should have done something different to, you know, where they didn't already know what was going to happen.
2: Yeah, especially, and it's one thing, like, the Cincinnati, we also ran the ball a ton on first down, but we were getting, like, six yards of carry, like, you know how I'm not a huge fan of the excessive running the ball, but when you're picking up huge chunks of yards regularly, that's fine, because that's the goal, but when you're running it on first down every single time and gaining zero to two yards, and you're just asking to be like, oh, we'll just we're fine with third and long every single possession, and it's not a way to run a sustainable offense. And that's what happened. Is we we stopped scoring points and stopped getting touchdowns and the Giants came back. Just like every team we ever get a decent sized lead against.
0: Yep. To give you the breakdown, the Panthers scored 20 of their 33 points in the first half. And they could have very easily scored more had they been a little more aggressive. Seems like they kind of bottled down after like I don't know, being up 17 to 3, it seemed like that was when they were like, "Okay, we got this game in the bag."
2: Yeah, that's what it was. Like it was I think in the first quarter I have to, I don't have it in front of me, but I think we threw it three times and ran it three times on first down. But one of the runs, or I think we threw it four and ran it three, and then one of the runs was uh, the reverse to DJ Moore. And, like, that that's what we should do the whole game. But we got that special teams touchdown with 14 minutes left in the second quarter. And it seemed like the coaching staff was like, this 14-point lead with 44 minutes left in the game is plenty. Let's just grind this clock out and go home with the win.
1: <laughs> to be fair, we were playing against Mike Shula and usually <laughs> that is a solid idea yes
2: but that's when you have especially
1: when Eli Manning is your quarterback and the only thing they really have to do is cover Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley
2: i did want to talk about if uh, maybe Odell Beckham is a better quarterback than Eli Manning
1: <laughs> uh, he totally is
2: that that throw he made under pressure was better than any throw Eli Pre- Eli Manning will make under pressure this year. Eli Manning would have sacked himself. Yeah,
1: and o- Odell doesn't sack himself either.
2: <laughs> that was, I mean, that was an impressive throw. Regard like wide receiver, quarterback, or anything. Like he had a hand hand on his fa- in his face, and he he chucked it and hit Barkley almost in
0: stride. <laughs> Barkley had to slow down a little bit, but still for a fifty yard throw. That's why I said not almost. Bad. Not bad. No, um, not bad at all. Yeah. So, Brad, takeaways as far as the uh, offense goes.
1: John pretty much covered everything on the offense. I mean, it's when, when you get a lead, especially in, in the second quarter, and especially when it's a fluke play that probably won't happen again all year, uh, don't run the ball on first down every single time. Like, mix it up a little bit. And uh, I guess this is part of the offense because we had the ball at the time. We, have, we need to talk more about the dumb strategy at the end of the game with a minute to go. We're trying to march downfield to kick a field goal. And with 30 seconds left and no timeouts, the the Panthers decide that it's the perfect time to run a Christian McCaffrey dive up the middle on third and one.
2: Yeah, that was a horrendous play call.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it turned out to be terrible. Like, I get get that you want to get the first down, and you want to keep the ball in the middle of the field. I I get all that, but... It's almost like Ron didn't know where where the offense was in relation to the field goal because or the the upright because you can't play for a sixty yard field goal like you should be playing for a forty yard field goal and yeah Graham Gano has a strong leg and he could he could have made that from sixty seven to sixty eight yards that's not even the point. You can't. You you can't gamble on our kicker's going to make a sixty-three yard field goal.
2: The other thing is, if you're going to gamble on that, like if you don't get that first down on that run, you've lost the game. Like you're not going to have because you can't spike it on fourth down. So you don't have time to have yeah. the field goal unit out there because there's enough time. So, like
1: the you- only thing that would have saved it is they would have measured for the first down. And mm-hmm. you could have run the field goal unit out there yeah. during that. Which you also can And, you know, on. if you get the first down, then Polardi can spike the ball and bring Cam back out or whatever. But it was just – you you can't do all that shit and, and expect to win more than one every hundred times.
0: No,
2: they, and they got like, lucky. If you, it just, it's just like there's no reason to run it because, like, if you pass it and the pass play doesn't work – the most likely you know, the most most likely failure of a pass play is an incomplete pass, which stops the clock and you're yeah. now kicking a sixty-four yard field goal, which we saw as we saw wouldn't would have been completely irrelevant to the success rate of it. Um running all running the ball I don't knows.
1: know. That's go ahead, what? Yeah, people keep saying that, you know, it would have been good from sixty eight. I'm not sure because if you look at where it was in relationship to the uprights, he barely squeezed it in. Yeah, like, like it would have probably doinked if it would have been any further back.
2: Yeah, like distance wise, it cleared from it would have been good from like sixty eight. But yeah, in distance terms of,
1: wise, it was good from almost seventy. Yeah, but I don't think he would have been able to make it.
2: Yeah, the path of it though. But either way, like in you know, without the benefit of hindsight of where exactly he kicked it and stuff, like a sixty four yard field goal and sixty three yard field goal are essentially the same thing for a Graham Gano. Yeah, and his leg strength. Um, so like the the upside of that. The run play is almost nothing. And then, like we saw, you gain one or two yards. You, McCaffrey's in a pile of people that you have to get out from under to try to spike the ball. Who are holding you, throw you down. It, like, yep. Yeah, if you throw it, you're probably going to be on the sideline. Even if you throw it in the middle of the field, like you're in space. There's just like one or two people that make a tackle, and you have everybody to run up there and spike it. Like Instead of trying to untangle from a mass of bodies to spike it after you've gained a half a yard. um, it's just It's just a stupid play call. And just the fact that it worked out, yeah, and the doesn't make it any better. This is a processes podcast, yeah. And the justification
1: podcast. for it was worse. Ron, Ron was like, "Well, we thought they'd be in a soft zone, and we thought we could pop one." But, well, <laughs> no,
0: even if you pop one for twenty no, yards, it's
1: still bad. That's not good because that means that unless
0: you actually get yeah, down,
1: popping it for twenty yards is actually it's actually worse because the clock's going to keep moving. Yep. Because
2: yeah, there was six seconds when we spiked it, right? Cause that was how much time, yeah.
1: So, yeah, we, yeah at six seconds low.
2: Yeah, so any any run that goes more more than like five yards up to field is gonna also in the game because we're not gonna have time to get up there and spike it.
0: Yeah, because all the defensive back has to do is sit on the guy, and be like, "Oh no, I can't get up. Oh no, oh what's yeah, going on?"
2: Exactly, yeah. unless unless McCaffrey was able to just like beeline it for the sideline, like uh, that, The Panthers got. Lucky. And that's the perfect example. Yeah. Well, me and and Walker says it all the time too, and. I know it's not just us two, but we talk about a lot because we always we talk about the turtle thing. The Panthers, it's amazing how often this team finds to wait, finds ways to win in spite of the decisions the coaching staff makes. Like it's it's it should yeah. be sustainable and it's not really sustainable because we have these. Oh, that's why we're up and down every year. But like we're three and one after going 11 and five last year, just repeatedly trying to lose games. And it makes no sense. It really is a testament how good like Cam Newton and Luke keekley and some of the and a lot of the players are.
0: Michael Adams is at 67 years old, had several nice interceptions. <laughs> that was a big reason why the Panthers it? stayed in this game and didn't and didn't have give up a lead earlier. I will say. good segue to the defense, though. Um, So, yeah, obviously the Panthers did win in the end with the 33 points scored, but they did surrender 31 points on defense, which granted, as you guys mentioned, you know, turtling is not the best way to make your defense successful. But what are our thoughts on the defense? Brad, I'll start with you.
1: The defense needs work. You know, it's... We couldn't get any pressure on Eli Manning. Like, we got one sack and he sacked himself. And that was it. Um, we looked terrible on the, um, Odell Beckham touchdown pass. Like, there's no way an NFL team should fall for that play at all. We, we get into times where we can't tackle, we get into times where we can't cover receivers. We almost lost because we let um, Russell Shepard deep in the fourth quarter. And luckily he was touched down by contact at the end. But, you know, it, we just had lapses in, in coverage, lapses in assignments, um, bad decisions, bad. Everything was bad. Um, the Giants haven't scored 30 or more points until yesterday, or Sunday, they hadn't scored 30 or more points in two years. And that's not acceptable. Nope.
2: Yeah, if It's bad.
1: It's
0: bad. Well, like, the funny thing is, in the first half, they looked, you know, not that bad. They, uh, forced a punt on the first drive, forced a field goal on the second drive after the Panthers only gained six yards, um, got a turnover on Downs, <laughs> where um, Eli threw an incompletion to Odell Beckham after some nice pressure by Luke Keekly. Uh They, this isn't really the defense, but they got the obvious, you know, bumble recovery in the end zone for the touchdown. Forced another punt, got a field goal, and then uh, the Giants came back with a really nice pass from uh, uh, obviously Odell to Saquon Barkley. It just seems like, when I'm watching this defense play, it's not... I see, like, they... On most downs, they seem okay, but when things aren't When things aren't okay, things are really bad. It's not like a... Oh, we just gave up a 10-yard rush. It's like a 25-yard rush or, like, a 65-yard touchdown. Like... And that's, that's strange, because that's not something we're used to watching this Panthers defense. Like won short had a few times. It's, it's a
1: extremely frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. It's either a, a loss of 12 yards or they they run for 73. I mean, I I've said this on the podcast before. I just want them to be mediocre. You know, I don't I don't care if they're just average consistently, but I'm tired of being elite and then bad and then good and then terrible. Like, give me some consistency. That's all I want.
2: We gave up eight yards of play yesterday, or Sunday. I, I have I, mean, I have to look it up, but we have to be bottom while of the league looking, in yards per play allowed.
0: While you're looking that up, I'll give you a perfect encapsulation of the way this defense has been playing. Um, Saquon Barkley in that drive where uh, Odell threw the touchdown negative three yards on first and 15 after a penalty by the Giants. So you're looking at second and 18, which is a good situation for the defense. And Saquon Barkley catches the pass for 57 yards from Odell Beckham. It's just like, it's a little infuriating. It's like, there are times where like Kate one short will like bring the running back down for two yards or less in the backfield. Like, and the defense is in a good situation. Then they just, bust off a run or they bust off a pass it's like nothing special I mean the 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 uh the trick play obviously you know you can't always game plan for something like that but it was pretty obvious they were in man coverage and uh Jermaine Carter was on Saquon Barkley and he was you know 15 yards behind him once the ball was thrown so it's just it's a little it's a little concerning because it's not like this defense has changed that much. Like the defensive coordinator is different, but it's not a different scheme. Like this isn't anything different from aside from rookies like Rashawn Golden and Jermaine Carter, this isn't all that different from anything these guys have seen over the last how many years. So it's a little weird, it's a little concerning, and I think part of it has to do with pass rush, but it's still bad when you're missing tackles. And you're That's missing exactly what it is. Dude. Yeah,
1: it's it's the pass rush. That's absolutely it. We're not getting to the quarterback. Well, like Eric pointed out, like I said, we we couldn't even sack. We couldn't even sack Eli Manning. Like we couldn't even get to Eli Manning.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I got some stats for you guys. Well, and like Eric said, real quick before I get to that, you know, like the the Giants did a good job max protecting Eli, but on that. If, if, if they're doing that, it's, it shouldn't have been that easy for like Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard to get wide open when they're playing like three on seven in the back end. It's, it's, we did that pretty consistently. So we gave up eight yards play yesterday. Here's the stats. Uh, for the season, according to team rankings, which I've found that their numbers are a little off, but they're close enough, uh, we are 29th in the league in yards per play allowed. Not good.
1: Mm-mm. And who's worse?
2: Uh, Kansas City, Oakland, Tampa Bay, and then in oh. the, and in the last three. So you take out that Cowboys game where we played the Cowboys because the Cowboys are bad. Uh, we're thirty-first over the last three games. Uh, only better than Oakland. So yeah, we've over the, uh, since our first week of the season we've been like the second worst defense in the NFL, and the turnovers have kind of like against Cincinnati and New York, kind of, uh overshadowed how bad they played. Because like it was like, oh, we held the Bengals to 21, and they had been you know dominating everybody else, so the defense played well. But really, it was the turnovers. The turnovers are not something that can be relied on from week to week.
0: No, um, that's not – you other, can't do
2: that. Yeah, and I know like teams are better than than others at forcing turnovers, but there's still chance happenings. Like, you can play the best defense in the world, and you just – if the quarterback just doesn't throw it to your de- – defenders, you just don't get interceptions. Like It it requires mistakes from the opponent that aren't always forced. And uh, also for what it's worth, everybody's favorite set. we're uh, we're 26th in the NFL in defensive DVOA ahead of Kansas oh, City, Oakland, Detroit, Atlanta, wow. and Tampa Bay.
0: We're bad. So, we, I'm surprised we won, even won one game. Jesus. Yes, um,
2: defense is real bad. So, Offense has been so okay when for, the coaching staff yeah. isn't turtling up, but yeah.
0: Time for CSR rant time. Um, I know Brad had his nice little bit with Eric Reed, but I have a rant to go on about. So, the Panthers' pass rush has been not, maybe not as bad as people have perceived it to be, but it still isn't along the lines of, like, the Charles Johnson, Greg Hardy type stuff, the Charles Johnson, Jared Allen, 2015 defense. It's, I wouldn't say it's, like, below average i'd say it's probably average at best right now so what i'm confused about as far as this defense goes is they're still playing this 10 yard cushion bullshit when they have dante jackson and james bradbury who are both pretty good at press coverage like bradbury is not i'm not saying he's elite or anything like that but we've seen him play well when he's manned up on somebody and gets some time to like get his hands on him, use his body. And Dante Jackson is obviously fast enough to make up for a lot of it. So when the pass rush is not getting there, why aren't they playing more press coverage? Like, even if it's not in press, man, like even press cover three, press cover two, why is that not happening? Because it, I tweeted it on the CSR handle while I was watching the game. But I said, how many times are we going to let these slants happen before they start playing up? And guess what? that never happened. And the Saints wrote the book on how to play de- play offense against this Panthers defense because they showed how to beat the zone coverages. And I don't know why this team isn't adjusting to that kind of stuff now that they have a better secondary than they've had in a long time. Like what's the deal there? It's it just it drives me bonkers watching the game when you have these guys who can play man coverage or play up at the line and you have like decent safeties now. I mean, Michael Adams, Eric Reed, those are probably, that's probably the best tandem of safeties they've had in a long while. Why aren't they being more aggressive? with Their coverage? It just doesn't make sense. Like it's the same stuff we've been seeing for the last two years. Good, pa- good quarterbacks are shredding this stone defense. Why aren't they changing it up? It's not like this is new.
2: The same reason we do what we talked about on Offense, coaching because that was scared.
1: Yep. Certainly seems like it. Scared money don't make money.
2: I don't know what they're scared of, but they're scared. They're just, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they'd rather die a death by a thousand cuts than just a one fell, you know, like <coughs> a single slice. But, like, is the result the same? Like, why why is it any different? I mean, I get the idea of it is... Um, you know, if you make their run more plays, there's more opportunity for them to mess up and stuff. But like you said, there has to be some sort of adjustment when it's very clear that they're not going to make mistakes. Like the Giants after the uh, after we got ahead, fourteen to three, and they did their trick play. Other than the Eli Manning interceptions, like they we did not stop them at all.
0: The only time or we got a turnover. The only times that I felt the secondary did really well, other than the Michael Adams interceptions. Uh, excuse me, Mike Adams. Sorry, Brad. Um, was when James Bradbury had his chances against Odell Beckham in the end zone. And that was literally just the ball being thrown up to him. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, so down the field, Bradbury is counted on to fight Odell Beckham for the ball, and he did it, and he did it well. So why isn't he up in his grill? Like at at worst, you get a little more time, like maybe two seconds more for the pass rush. What's wrong with
2: being and a little the more other aggressive thing, in that situation? And the other thing, um, I might have mentioned it on here, but I was looking into, you know, the if there's any sort of statistical relationship between, you know, allowing, like a difference between pressing up and not allowing completions and stuff, or just, and the whole, like, bin but don't break thing. And it seemed like both, Strategies could could work or do work depending on you know your personnel or whatever. Where if you have a good red zone defense, your defense tends to be good. Or if you have just a generally good like pass defense, your defense tends to be good. Um, so I understand and like the idea of the bend but don't break. But we've had like the worst red zone defense in the NFL this year, so we have we should be compensating for that by trying to keep teams out of the red zone.
0: And the other thing too is that the bend but don't break kind of defense works for teams like Seattle, where they had, well, I shouldn't say Seattle now, but Seattle when they had Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Brandon Browner in his prime, those are the kind of teams where the bend but don't break works because they can go up there and really minimal minimalize the gain that a team gets. Why is it that Michael yeah. Adams is the last guy tackling guy 27 yards down the field? That dude is not Earl Thomas. Like, he needs some help from his, from his corners. They need to be, like, delaying those routes, cutting the guys off, messing up the timing. Like, I just don't see how logically that makes sense for you to be like, oh, let's play 10 yards of zone with James Bradbury and Dante Jackson, both guys who are very good at man coverage, who are not going to cover these guys down the field after seven seconds of, you know, whatever, or slant routes in the middle. Where they have to go they have to cover seven yards to get to the ball. Like, it just it just makes no sense to me. It's like this is a very good secondary as far as like physicality and athleticism is concerned. Why aren't you utilizing that?
2: Yeah, and like you said, it didn't even have to be like, oh, we need to play press man coverage every time, or even at all. It just like get up and disrupt routes every now and then. They're off the timing, because the Giants offense was almost exclusively timing based yesterday. Like is Eli taking a snap and throwing a quick slant to Odell Beckham like through a small window? And if somebody got up there and even just put like a hand on him to get him a half step slower, gives linebackers time to get in the passing lanes. Gives passers time to get in Eli Manning's face against that awful offensive line. Um, I don't know. Don't just let them run their plays. I guess it, would, it seems like a wild <laughs> strategy. I could I I know, but <laughs> maybe we should try. And, and I it.
0: could underst- I could understand that if we were in a division like. The AFC East, for example, where it's like the Dolphins, the Patriots, the uh, Jets, the Bills, where it's like their offenses aren't, aside from the Patriots, the offenses aren't built on timing. But we have Matt Ryan, we have Drew Brees, we have whoever the hell's playing quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like those offenses can take advantage of those type defenses where it's timing based. This isn't a new thing. This has been a thing for the last several years. The main reason why the Saints beat the Panthers three times last year is because they have their timing offense, they throw the ball, Drew Brees drops back, takes his three steps, two steps, whatever, throws the ball, he's open, he catches the ball, he runs for the first down. It's their, it's their meat and potatoes against the Panthers' defense, and there's no adjustments made to it, even, over, even after last year when the Panthers got their asses handed to them three times by the Saints. They still haven't made that adjustment. It's just it's it's maddening. It's, it really is. It's just maddening.
2: We're not an we're not an adjustment team. We're a we're a <laughs> we do what we do. This we, is have what to, we, we have we an identity we do well. coupled.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> there are things we do well like sticking to our 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 morals, our principles regardless like regardless of the uh whether they're effective or not. We're good at this that. But like this
0: history.
2: is This is a super like negative show for the fact, but after winning going to 3 and 1. Not that it's unwarranted because
0: the Giants are bad and we we should be good.
1: Yeah, we had no business winning that game. We we should be 2 and 2 right now. We were 6 yeah, seconds away uh, from
0: losing that game and Graham Gano should have never made that field goal based on his body of work. No. No,
2: it is just uh yeah. So it just it just a little disclaimer, cause I know there have been some people that are like, oh, why are you guys not saying all nice things, especially after we won? It's like, well, we, we, we there's a lot of stuff that was wrong with the win. Like I said earlier, it's a processes thing. Like the result was good because the Giants are just that bad and we got some lucky breaks. Um, but the, the, just the, 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 the fact that we keep doing the same things over and over again when it's, it goes against all like logical reason is just, it just gets so frustrating.
0: Well, on top of that, John, we've been doing the keep set, sa- well, keep sounding slash fourth and short podcast for what? Since the beginning of last year. Yeah. And we've just been talking about the same crap over and over again. It's it hasn't changed. Like the things that have caused this team to not be successful are exactly the same things that plagued them last year when they did lose. And there's a yeah. lot of good things about this team. I mean, like Cam Newton's good Christian McCaffrey's good. They have a good group of receivers right now. Curtis Samuel might actually be good, despite Johns opinion of, of him earlier this year. Uh, offensive lines played be. well. Obviously, defense has got, you know, their pieces, but it's just watching it from week in and week out, you just see the same problems, and you're just sitting there wondering as a third-party Allen Looker, what the hell? Like, just make an adjustment. Yeah. Just, make a compromise. So that was for our listeners. Just for those of you who are like, well, these guys are being assholes and they're being negative. The Panthers just won a game. Yeah. They won a game. They shouldn't have won. They let those, they they, they let this team back into the game and against a better team, they would not have come back and kicked a 64 yard field goal. So I'm mad. I'm mad online. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I do wonder, like, what, because David Tepper has talked about analytics. I know this sounds really weird, again, coming after a win, but he's talked about the whole like being into analytics and approaching things with logic and stuff. And even if the team has a decent amount of success this year, like, if he has any sort of like say or opinion on the fact that it's like, yeah, the we won games, but we're we're falling behind the times. And if he gets out ahead of it and does. Like um, like the Broncos firing John Fox after going like thirteen and three or what, twelve and four or whatever it was, um, where it's just like yeah, the team played well, but I we don't think you have the right approach to sa- sustain this success. And I wonder if David Tepper has that same kind of approach, or even Marty Herney for that matter, since he seems to be a rejuvenated man in his second tenure as general manager.
0: I would think those two are linked at the arm at this point. If one of them gets fired, the other one does.
2: Yeah, probably, but I don't know. Marty Herney's been done some surprising yeah. things since he's been back.
0: Well, part of that probably has to do with that, you know, Jerry Richardson isn't telling him not to sign guys like Eric Reed. That may have something to do. with Yeah, it. but you know, who am I to say? I'm just a just a spectator. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, but yeah, even when Jerry true, is though. still
0: here. But it's yeah, true, I just like, it's just it's uh, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the you.
2: the whole the internet and like a lot of smart people on the internet, which I know the internet's not best source of information on a lot of smart but a lot of really there are a lot of smart people on there though and you know there's a lot of people that actually research these things and say like no this is how this is proving to be the most efficient way to play football and approach football and the panthers are like "Mm, nah we're good and i don't i i personally get frustrated with it and i wonder if that'll if that makes its way up the up the ladder at all
0: a good a good case study of that is, and I hate to say it as much as I'm going to say it, the Patriots. I mean, how long did it take for Carolina to bring in a running back who can catch like a wide receiver? And meanwhile, the yeah. Patriots have had James White being a Super Bowl MVP and stuff. Like they, They've been ahead of the curve for a while, so I would hope that if Tepper doesn't find this coaching staff to be ideal, that he'll bring in the kind of people who will find the next step as far as the NFL evolution yeah. is concerned. We're in, we're in a weird position right now, as far as the NFL is concerned, because passing the ball is, you know, advantageous because the, in, in any given play, you get a really dumb defensive holding penalty or a defensive lineman could just happen to tackle a quarterback the wrong way and get a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> like, so yeah. you got to kind of game plan around that and, make your team around those things that will benefit you. So I agree with what you're saying, John, it's these teams really got to get out of this old team mindset. And I know Ron Rivera is definitely one of those old, doesn't have any- uh, old mindset type people, I guess is the best way to put it.
2: Like you said with the, the Patriots, like when the Patriots are trying to trade a was a fifth round pick for Josh Gordon. Like if the Patriots are trying to do something, you should also try to do that thing.
1: Yeah. Yep. Like if the, they pay, the Patriots doing. are giving up, wins, they're they're Super
2: Bowl. T- Josh yeah, yeah. Must
0: not nice. like they're doing anything crazy. They're just bringing in the guys that work for them and making them work. It's yeah. Not all that crazy. <sighs> must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. Exactly. So Brad, any lasting thoughts? As far as the defense or just Panthers in general are concerned.
1: No, I think we've pretty much covered it,
2: John. Nah, we're good. Lots of lots of coaching staff talk. Um, yeah, but it is nice that the Panthers are three and one at at least, um, which is good because the yeah. schedule.
1: We shouldn't have to devote this much time to talking about the coaching staff. Yeah. Let's let's get you know. Stop being dumb. Start making better decisions, so we don't have to bitch.
2: Yeah, and it's good we're we're positioned well because it's it's a pretty decent, somewhat difficult stretch of, of games coming up. Like Washington, as bad as they looked, uh, Monday night isn't isn't a pushover, and then we have Baltimore and Philadelphia coming up as well. So it's it's good to have a couple games be a couple games over five hundred in the early going, especially for a team that's notoriously slow coming out of the gate to start each season.
0: Yeah, and the fact that they even won off their bye week. I mean, they don't do that very often. So, Yeah. Yep, the Panthers have the Washington Redacteds coming up, and we will definitely discuss that later this week for everybody. Um, this was your recap of the Panthers playing the New York Giants, and despite the negativity, the Panthers are 3-1, and one, and they control their own destiny right now in division where basically only the Saints really have any kind of clout as far as who might win this division, because the Falcons are very bad on defense, and the Buccaneers are, you know, the Buccaneers. So, but anyway, from all of us here on the 4th and Short Podcast, join us later this week as we discuss the Washington Redacteds against the Panthers. Obviously follow on iTunes. Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, you can download, subscribe. Please subscribe and please download if you enjoy our content. We try our best. We're not the best, but we even try. If you
2: don't, so. Even if you don't enjoy it, you can download it still. Just, just you know. You can a also phone.
0: download and just not listen to it. That's also fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't have to listen to it. Just subscribe. Like, just help us inflate our subscription base. You don't just have to listen. Make us look like we know yeah. what we're talking
0: about. Because sometimes we do on the rare occasions we do so but anyway from all of us here on the fourth and short or wow damn it keep sounding podcast still getting used to that this is the keep sounding podcast good job brian formerly known as the fourth and short podcast this is brian joined by john and brad you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you in a few days see you it's the football takes off to the end zone for the touchdown he takes the uh, handoff, and he
1: scores!
0: Avoided of the Dolphins, behind the line, of scrimmage, and took it in for the first touchdown. But Newton keeps, lowers his shoulder, and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal,
1: shovel pass
0: McCaffrey, touchdown! And off-dive for Jonathan Stewart, and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Kintin. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five
1: years. You know, it is good, and Carolina gets a road win in New
0: England.